0: The TikTok cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com and tell them eric sent you This kind of party! I like this kind of party, baby! Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH Icon on your radio dial. Again, uh, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program, whether you're doing over the airwaves here at 106.1 FM NASH Icon. Maybe, again, on our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Hey, that's a free download for your smartphone or tablet. Uh, and, of course, don't forget about NASHFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. on your favorite podcasting platform. You don't have to necessarily go to Anchor, but we'd like you to. Um, Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Would you search to find the uh, show? And... Um, we're on all major podcasting platforms, so get out there and enjoy the show at your leisure. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for doing so. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, again, about the award-winning Inside the and Sports this week. We'll have our guest list set uh, by tomorrow, maybe even as, uh, before the end of the uh, show today, and I'll let you know what's happening there. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by our friends at Hendrick's Jr. Gin. Uh, again, a limited edition, uh, uh, so super premium gin. Uh, that is, uh, I'm just selling like hot, like hot cakes right now, just like again, Midsummer solstice, uh, lunar. Again, uh, the when you talk about that uh super premium gin category, uh, it is uh, it is just going like gangbusters. Again, notes of coastal freshness, balanced with again, fresh notes of um, of citrus, that alluring juniper character, lengthened by deeply, uh, deep earthly notes of uh, locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs. And, of course, that unmistakable crisp citrus finish. you got to try it. Have you tried it yet? Oh, what a fantastic spirit it is. It is the limited edition Hendrix uh, Neptunia Gin. It can be found at your favorite spirit store, uh, again, your favorite restaurant, bar. And if it's not, please demand it. Again, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Uh, get out there and get it where you can. only going to be around until March of 2023, so the clock is ticking. Uh, great for the summer months, uh, you know, spring, but, man, look. Uh, it's good anytime uh especially again uh you don't have to be a, a gin drinker uh to be able to enjoy Hendrix Neptunia gin and i've said that about Hendrick's all along cuz again for a long time in my life uh my go-to spirit was gin and uh, you know again you get familiar with again certain uh, certain brands and you know they you kind of your go-to brands the, the the flavor profile on just Hendrix is different than any other flavor profile you're gonna find in any other gin on the market so that's number one and then when you start getting into these specializations like Midsummer Solstice like Lunar uh, where again these limited edition where uh, Leslie Gracie the uh, distiller and who is again a scientist by nature right uh, I mean by profession she's um, uh, she's uh, you know cooking up these brand new spirits for us uh, each and every year. And this one is really outstanding. Again, try it. Hendrix Neptunia Gin. You can be found at your favorite spirit store. Demand it at your favorite restaurant or bar. All part of the uh, portfolio of William Grant. Hey, we'll be joined by Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com at 435 this afternoon. We'll, we'll talk to him about LSU. Uh, we'll look back at Southern. We'll look forward to Mississippi State. Also, again, I know there was a, there was a big contingent of, um, of uh, recruits that were in the, in the building on Saturday night. Uh, for, again, the uh, LSU Southern game, and also, again, should be there for Mississippi State as well. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then, of course, we'll finish up with Larry Holder. Talking Saints, but again, also talking about the NFL. Larry covers the NFL for the Athletic, so we'll, uh, we'll jump into that at 535. So Scarborough at 435, Holder at 535, and then we'll take some phone calls at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Just your thoughts on what you saw this weekend. Saints, LSU, Tulane, wherever you want to go, we'll do that. Uh, and, and At the top of the 5 o'clock hour, we'll leave that open for you guys to give your opinions on what you saw. Because i got to tell you right now, i got a lot of pushback on social media, okay, on, on my thoughts. Uh, but, again, uh, I'm not uh, – I don't have my fan glasses on, okay? I'm not fanboy. Uh, so, I mean, I'm looking at it, uh, again, with a critical eye. And uh, I was not impressed nor happy about what happened yesterday except for the victory. Uh, Saints yesterday, 27-26 over, Tampa, uh, over uh, Falcons with Tampa Bay on tap coming in on Sunday. Uh, LSU with, again, a big win. Over Southern, sixty-five to seventeen. They got Mississippi State coming into coming into Baton Rouge on Saturday, and of course Tulane uh, blanking Alcorn, fifty-two to nothing. They're at Kansas State uh, uh, this weekend, so uh, big, big test for the Greenies who have started off two and zero. The Tigers now one and one with again the win over Southern, and of course the Saints start the season one and zero. You know, as far as LSU, as far as the um, uh, you know, it was a big weekend, a uh, big winning weekend for the big three, right? Look, I thought LSU and Tulane did what they were supposed to do against HBCU opponents. Look, they dominated. They should have. Um, when you look at the gap in talent for, from, from an LSU to a Southern, or even in this case, a, a Tulane to an Alcorn State, it's wide. And and especially when, I, when the Tulane-Alcorn State um, uh, matchup, which, again, is a lot wider in the favor of Tulane than I thought it would be. Um, I, obviously, I knew that, again, Tulane was better than Alcorn State. They should beat Alcorn State, but um, again, you could see the difference in in, in the um, in the athlete, the size, etc. Especially with LSU and Southern. I mean, the size w- w- was was you could see it. It was plain as day on your screen. And then, of course, you know the speed, the just the the quality of player. It just is what it is, right? Uh, you know, it was a big event for Baton Rouge, though. I mean, again, I'm so happy that it happened. Uh, I know Southern got about $700,000. They got another, like, $60,000 to the uh, football um, uh, um, uh, program. Uh, And then, of course, they got some tickets as well. So it was a big payday for them. The Human Jukebox performing again with the Golden Band from Tigerland was a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing to see. I mean, so again, it was just the the vibe and everything that was great around what happened uh, in Baton Rouge, no matter what. You know, no matter what the shellacking that, that, that Southern got on the field, which was expected, right? But It was an event for for Baton Rouge, and it was good to see that. It was good to see again. And I've said it all along. Skip Berman was right in, in, in really instituting this. LSU should be playing state schools. Uh, again, in every sport, don't bring the guy, don't bring the teams in from out of state. You know that are that are going to get pick up the paycheck games. Do it for the teams in state, and we've seen that. And of course, this matchup is a long time coming, and I don't know if we'll ever see it again because with the again the expansion of uh, of the conferences, uh, with going with more games within the conference, there's not going to be a lot of these you know uh, uh, pay me games uh, that are going to be available for teams to be able to get involved in. So. You know, we'll, see, we'll see how it kind of plays out, but it, it was a, it was a big weekend for Baton Rouge and I know that a lot of people enjoyed it no matter what the school was from the tailgating before and after with again both schools uh, alumni and fans again kind of mixing it up. you know I mean look, these kids know each other, right? I mean, in a lot of cases, these kids, again, see each other uh, uh, socially. Uh, you know, they knew each other from high school. So it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good thing for, uh, for LSU and Southern to meet on the gridiron. And, of course, Tulane did what it had to do in, in terms of beating Alcorn. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, they, they went up early. Again, they, they blew out their lesser opponents, both LSU and Tulane. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Tulane continues to impress me. Um, I can't wait to see the KM against Kansas State this week. This may be, and let me, let me go on the limb here. This may be the most talented um, uh, that the Greenies have been at the skill positions in decades. I'm talking across the board quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. When well, you go across the board, right? Uh, and then the depth of those positions. So I'm not just saying, you know, one guy that, again, is really, really good. No, you go one, two deep, maybe three deep. Okay, especially at the wide receiver position, you're going more than three deep. Tight end, you're going two deep. Running back, you probably go three deep. Maybe if you really pushed it, you could go four deep. And, of course, quarterback, you know, Pratt is a really, really, uh, is, a, is a really good young quarterback, and, of course, he's got experience. But we keep waiting for Ibeata, right? I, I know, I've been hearing it since he was at country day. This kid's got pro potential. Now, he can't beat Pratt out, so you kind of question that. But at the same time, uh, you, know, the, you, you look at, at Tulane's skill position players and, and you say, this, these skill position players can probably play at schools. And I'm talking about you know, some of these guys can play at SEC schools. There's no doubt about it. Uh, for LSU, I think, again, there is no more quarterback controversy. Jaden Daniels is, is the starter. Look, he was sharp. He was in command. This week he ran with his eyes downfield looking to throw the football. Look, we know that nussmeyer has got that cannon of an arm, and he kind of showed that on a couple of plays against Southern, but he's not as polished as Daniels. He doesn't have the experience that Daniels had, again, in terms of, again, his games that, that he started at, at uh, Arizona State. And it shows. It, it definitely shows. Now, we were told that it was very, very neck and neck in terms of the quarterback uh, race and that uh, both guys would see a lot of time. Just based on what we saw against Southern, the, the gap is a lot wider than, than maybe Brian Kelly said it was going to be. Now maybe again, it was just Dunsmiier pressing a bit, you know, trying to be able to showcase himself. Uh, but Daniels looks like, again, the more proficient player right now, uh, and uh, expect to see him uh, be the starter, unless something happens to him where he's injured. Um, he got to say he's gotten, he got better from last week to this week. Hopefully, again, as I've said, since day one, what I want to see out of LSU. This season is growth week to week. Growth week to week. A lot of these players in the transfer portal, again, um, you, you, you you guys that, again, you were able to uh, convince to be able to stay, uh, the 2022 recruiting class, uh, guys that are playing different positions still. I mean, even on the offensive line, still again a shake up there. So I'm, I'm hoping to see growth week to week. And for Tulane, Look, uh, Willie Fritz addressed it yesterday uh, in his press conference. You know, uh, two days ago, I'm sorry, Saturday, uh, in the press conference about again. Not they're not they're not gonna get overconfident. They got overconfident last year after Oklahoma. Okay, they they thought you know, they got the big head thinking. Man, look, we can play with Oklahoma. and play with anybody, and and of course they won two games last season. So yes, hopefully, and this wasn't the first time we've seen this in Tulane so, uh, under under Willie Fritz, where the team got a little full of themselves. Look, you're two and zero. You know, uh, but at the same time, you beat UMass and you beat Alcorn. Let's see what you do against Kansas State. And I'm hopefully, again, they're going to go in there and they're, they're going to play a good game. They're going to come out there with, with, with a win. But congratulations to both. Okay? Both club programs step up in class this week. Again, Tulane travels to, you know, to Kansas State. LSU has its SEC home opener against Mississippi State. We'll talk more with Mike uh, Scarborough about that at 435. As far as the Saints and, and this greatest fourth quarter comeback in Saints history, I'm not as giddy as some Saints fans are, okay? I'm not as giddy as some Saints fans were after, after the after the game yesterday. You know, I expected more. I just did. Um, Saints were not ready to play, period. Period, okay? Look, I hear all the excuses, right? I've got them on social media. Everybody's giving me their take, okay? I've heard it over and over again. You can blame it on the starters not playing in preseason. It's one of the things well, What I've talked about. Uh, going with two controlled practices against two different NFL teams because you're only playing three preseason games, and coaches are not willing to risk their starters in these preseason games. But in these controlled environments, they're they're, they're able to get some really good work with the starters. Got to Got to start thinking about that next year and beyond. Other teams have done it. Saints need to do it as well, especially if they're not going to play their starters. If this would have been a really good team to open up with, Saints would be 0-1, pure the end. Look. You can blame it on, on taking Atlanta lightly, but why would you? I mean, it's a rival. You know you're better than them, but you know you're going to get their best game. You know, you know again, Atlanta's going to come out and going to give you everything they have. Uh, the Saints were dominated for three quarters, okay, by a bad football team, a really bad football team, okay? And I said this uh, during the game yesterday. They look like the pre version of, of, uh, of, of the Saints. And, I, I mean, and again, Hasslett at uh, uh, all. Utah start going backwards. That's how they looked in the first three quarters. Missed assignment after missed assignment. We go right down the line. And look, a lot of, what Hayes Payton used to say, a lot of dirty hands on this one. A lot of dirty hands on this one. Dennis Allen said again that they had to be tough-skinned going into today, today's film study. You better believe it. They got physically dominated in the trenches on both sides of the ball. That was unexpected. Okay, Defensively, I did not think I'd see an Atlanta offensive line dominating the Saints defensive line. And again, uh, again, offensively, uh, we kept hearing again the offensive line had come together. Uh, I didn't see a, I didn't see a big uh, 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 change in, in in the way Ruiz plays. Okay, still very porous at the guard position. Uh, I mean, Pete is another one. Again, you know, uh, and, and I like Andres Pete. Uh, you know, when when Andres Pete is playing at his best, especially again when he's in the run game and he's a mauler, uh, you know, he's a pretty good guard, but he gets lost in pass coverage <laughs> at times in pass blocking. Uh, so again, getting dominated in the trenches was very surprising, uh, and then with weapons galore at the skill position, again the only player you could get effective in the first half was Taysom Hill, and thank God for Taysom Hill, right? And and they got to utilize him even more. The offensive—we well, don't know why—it all traced back to what the offensive line being overmatched by the Atlanta Falcons, unacceptable. Look, we said this going into the season. The Saints are going to go as far as Jameis can take them. But Jameis can only take them as far as they can go if the offensive line gives him time. And they didn't. And they didn't open up holes for the running game. Uh, they didn't look like this offensive line that we keep hearing again that's ready to take the next step. Look, the Saints have invested a lot in the offensive line. Number one picks, number two, second-round picks. Come on. These guys have to play better. And they played against the Atlanta Falcons, okay? They're not playing like they're playing against Tampa this week. Play against the Falcons, so, again, they were overmatched. Uh, because they were overmatched, Winston was, was inaccurate because he was under constant duress. Constant duress. You know, I heard some saying, oh, well, you know, he should sort have of threw the ball. Th-. Look, one thing he did, did yesterday, he didn't throw any interceptions. He took care of the football. He'd rather take the sack, okay, and live to play another day than to throw the ball uh, in, in, into a tight window and, 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 and get it intercepted. So, look, let me tell you something right now. That's a step in the right direction from Jameis Winston because there were times in his career where he just would have let it fly. He's understanding, again, that he's got a good enough team that if he takes the sack, they can overcome. Uh, it was hard, to hard though. The thing that really surprised me, though, again, is the defense. Getting run run over time and time again. This is a defense that prides itself on stopping the run. They give up 200 yards on the ground. Patterson, once again, taking a page from last year's book where he ran over him, 22 carries, 120 yards, and and, and, and a touchdown. Ran over defenders. Okay, there was no answer for Mariota and the RPO. And look, by now, sorry, Dennis Allen, you should have a game plan. Okay, you Hertz have burned them the last two years. They have not done well against against mobile quarterbacks. You've got at least four mobile quarterbacks on 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 the uh, schedule this year. With again, you got Lamar Jackson. You got you got the kid out in Arizona. Uh, you're gonna have to play. Uh, you're gonna have to play uh, Hertz again, and you're gonna have to play this kid again. So at least four, right? You got to figure it out, okay? I mean, scheme-wise, you got to figure it out. But again, Mar- Mariota was 12, uh, 12 had 12 carries for 72 yards on top of Patterson's uh, 120 yards. They got gashed, okay? Then 20 for 33, 215 yards. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Come on. Against that secondary, the secondary of the Saints, this will be one of the best secondaries in the NFL. No, the Vaughn defense got gashed. They got pushed around for three quarters. And I asked the question in the middle of the game, where's the juice? Because they came out flat emotionally with that defense. I'm used to seeing, again, juice on the defense. Well, and then I remembered, wait a minute, the juice is in Philadelphia, New York. And you can't tell me that they missed Gardner Johnson yesterday. Look, it's water under the bridge. He is a Philadelphia Eagle. But, again, uh, uh, every move that you make in in the offseason and and in in season, again, has, um, has, has culpability in terms of, again, how the season's going to go. So you just can't just 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 you know kind of brush it off, it you know with the with especially with the entry uh, to Adebo it it really showed it really showed, and then of course look Werner had a great game, you know and I said this from the beginning the thing about Quan was not bringing Quan back to start it was to bring Quan back in case Werner couldn't go, and boy did he go yesterday thirteen tackles twelve solo a tackle for loss a forced fumble, I mean he is look he's ready to step in there's no doubt about that. But what happens if he's injured? That's all I've talked about all season long, and not bringing in Quan Alexander. That thing was a big mistake. But this is was too talented of a team on paper to be getting their ass kicked like they did for three quarters yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. Now, thankfully, as Dennis Allen said about his team, that they're tough, they're gritty, and they never gave up, which I didn't expect them to. I did look, Knowing the DNA of this team, even though Peyton's not on the sidelines, I knew they were not going to give up but they should have never put themselves in the hole they were in to begin with. Okay. Up until the fourth quarter, they were outplayed out physical and out coached. As I mentioned on social media, that's not the saints that we, that was advertised, not by an advertised by me too. Okay. Put myself on the line as well, you know, because again, what, what I believe this team can be. Um, and then even after going up tempo with the offense, which again, to me was something I thought they were going to do from the beginning. Look, some of the greatest teams in the history of the Saints under Peyton offensively were up-tempo. And, and, and again, in recent times, they weren't as uh, more up-tempo because what? Uh, Brees couldn't throw the ball deep. Brees was limited in terms of, again, where he, where he could get the football. Maybe the receivers were not up to what, to what we had seen in the past, even though, again, we know he's taken a lot of undrafted free agents and, 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 and risen and, again, kind of raised them up in, in terms of, again, their, their ability, right? Uh, this is a team that has quality across the board when it comes to skill positions. And we saw that in the fourth quarter. So they went up-tempo. And, and then finally, Jameis had time to throw the ball. The receivers started getting open. But then they lose their composure down the stretch. That's something they don't normally do, right? You know, they got lucky to get out of Atlanta with a win. Clocking the ball, okay, getting the grounding penalty, losing the down, having the, the penalty yards on the Landry catch. Now, Allen said he took the blame for that. That was not on Jameis. But where are the coaches in the booth? Somebody up top's got to be able to see that, and they got to communicate. Now, he said that in his, in his press conference today. they got to have a better job of communication. But come on, guys. It's not the first rodeo. Remember, again, now this is not a new team. This is not Atlanta. This is a team with continuity. They brought almost everybody back. The coaches are back. The players are back. These are not the type of mistakes you should be having week one. Maybe it was another, another team that, again, was, a, you know, you, you brought in a lot of new players. There was not real turnover on this, on this roster, and especially from the coaching staff. Come on can't give that a pass here okay and then clocking it on third down instead of running a play and, and not leaving time on the clock for the Falcons to be able to come back come on that's elementary when he when, he, when Winston snapped when Winston uh, down uh, uh, spiked the ball on, on, on third down I'm like why run the play even if you hand it off and get a few more yards run the clock Don't give Atlanta time to be able to have have to be able to come back because we know they have an excellent field goal kicker in cool. But again, it wasn't. It wasn't to be. You look at. You look at. Thankfully, Lutz will hit the 51-yard game winner. And then again, the two penalties on Lattimore down the stretch, one for holding, which again could have been disastrous, and then the one that was really disastrous. I and mean, I believe that was right after that. It was when Mar- Mariota fumbled. Right? He fumbled the snap. With again, and then and of course with time running out, the cheap shot on the Falcons receiver that put two seconds back on the board, and then gave Ku a shot at the 63-yard field goal. The thing was blocked by Turner. So, again, just two boneheaded mistakes by an all-pro, okay? And that's just stupidity. It really is. He's got to be smarter than that. So, look, I'm going to tell you right now, I know a lot of you give him a pass. A lot of you guys are celebrating today. Saints want to know they beat Atlanta. I'm not doing it, okay? I'm not giving a pass for horrible play for three quarters, the bonehead decisions down the stretch on offense and defense by coaches and players, okay? Uh, Again, look, there's no doubt. They almost gave this game back to the Falcons, right? Yes, the fourth-quarter comeback was the greatest in Saints history on paper. It was against the hated Falcons. Normally, I would be ecstatic. I'd have, had a, I'd have been ecstatic going around the house yesterday. But you know what? My expectations for this team is, if healthy, division winner and possible NFC champions. That won't happen if they perform like they did yesterday versus a very bad Falcons team. Now, 1-0 is better than 0-1, no doubt about it. We're going to find out a lot about this team this week against Tampa. Uh, Tampa ran the ball down Dallas' throat last night. Fournette was a bull, okay? Uh, The Tampa offensive line, as I've mentioned, all offseason long is in shambles. Uh, They had to replace the center and two guards. Now Smith, their left tackle's injured. Goodwin's out for this week, okay? Again, the Saints escaped pretty much serious injury when it came to the Atlanta game. But they're facing a wounded Tampa Bay team. Hopefully, we'll start to see this up-tempo offense more, utilizing again the great pass catches we have uh, that the Saints have, and also establish the run. That's another thing they can do with 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 Kamara and Ingram. I mean, you got to establish the run. You got has got to touch the ball more, and then both the offensive and defensive lines they got to play better. Okay, and hopefully, there's a lesson learned here from this team, this veteran team, one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Okay, from game one, play 60 minutes and not 15. Because that's what it came down to. It was a it was a win, uh, but not a great win. Yes, it was the greatest fourth quarter comeback in club history, but I'm not giving them a pass. They're better than this, and they and again they should have played better yesterday, and they should have been ready to play. And they're lucky to be one and zero instead of zero and one. All I can say is, thankfully, Atlanta is a bad football team, or else again you'd be you'd be looking zero and one, right in the face right now. So. I'm a little bit tougher on them than most, okay, because I, my expectations are higher. And I know a lot of people say, oh, man, we got away with a to win. Be happy about it. But <laughs> come on. They played like garbage the first three, three quarters. You know, if this isn't a bad Atlanta team, they're not coming back. They, 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 they play like this week against Tampa. They're getting their ass kicked. So hopefully, again, this is a team, and we know a veteran team, one of the oldest teams in the NFL, a team with continuity, with not a lot of turnover in the roster, that has great leadership, And a coaching staff that has been intact that will put it together for week two. And no more excuses. Excuses are for losers. And you know what the situation was going into the season. You know exactly what the situation was. If you're not going to play your starters, you can't use the first couple games as a preseason tune-up. Because they count. You only have 17 of them. And again, in the past, what we've seen, look at last year. Nine and eight missed the playoffs. One game can mean an immense it can mean a, an immense situation going forward for a team. One loss. One loss could keep you out. Thankfully, it had didn't happen. Thankfully, they're 1-0. But they, we've got to see a different version of New Orleans Saints when they, again, have the home opener against Tampa on Sunday uh, in the Caesar Superdome. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by Hendricks, Neptune. Jen. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You know, like like me, they tell the truth. Uh, never try to gouge you, never cheat you, only doing the works that's necessary. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And if you're in the market for a new system, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. It's Burkhard Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, looking for a company you can trust with your AC system, heating system. Maybe, again, that generator for your home. Maybe you need electrical work, plumbing work. Uh, They do it all over at Burkhard. Burkhard Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's ac promise.com coming up next we'll talk LSU with Mike Scarborough I'm Eric Asher don't move
1: inside New Orleans if it's New Orleans sports culture food inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Buy a select Bosch 18-volt bare tool. Get a battery free. Plus, MVPs get up to three times bonus points. Pricing and offers subject to change at any time. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Valid through 923.
2: The accident on 10 westbound at the Bonnet Carey Spillway has been cleared. In the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound along the Bonnet Carey Spillway. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. And look out for an accident North Claiborne at St. Maurice since school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at DAexterminating.com.
3: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
0: Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusse of the TikTok FA. Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok FA Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol.
1: The uh-ohs are out there scratches dents, unexpected natural events but with mako and their magic your car is no longer tragic so when life throws you uh uh-ohs just say better get mako and go to mako.com to book your appointment today
0: Welcome back to Inside New Walls, brought to you by Hendrix Nemtunia Gin. Again, available, uh, limited edition uh, gin by, again, our friends at William Grant. Uh, It's available at your favorite spirit store right now. Again, go ahead and grab a a bottle or two for you, Uh, maybe some for uh, friends or family. Uh, Again, a fantastic uh, uh, new uh, limited edition spirit by William Grant, only available until March of 2022. Hey, folks, don't forget about Dave Miet insurance. Uh, Again, uh, uh, if you have not had your insurance uh, checkup yet, why don't you call Dave and let him, let him check out your insurance, again, to make sure you have sufficient uh, coverage, again, for the hurricane season, which we hope, and I've got my hands again in a praying motion, uh, that, we are, that we are spared, right? So far, so good, right? But no matter what, you want to make sure you got proper insurance. Uh, Dave can go over your insurance with you. Make sure you got proper insurance, whether it's commercial or residential. Uh, you can, If it's uh, your own personal health insurance, whatever you need. All your insurance needs, Dave Miak can do it for you. They search over 50 companies uh, to be able to find the best coverage for the best price. And then the service at the sale is second to none. Hey, you want an insurance uh, agent that's got your back? Uh, Dave Insurance. Dave- Insurance has mine. They can have yours as well. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S agency.com. 504-556-0809. Set up an appointment with David on his office on Veterans Next to Shogun. That's Dave Miet Insurance. If you want to save, call Dave at 504-556-0809. All right, joining us on the program now our good friend Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Uh, if you are a LSU fan or you're not a subscribed to TigerBait, you are missing out. First of all, the message boards are legendary. Uh, Mike does a great job in terms of covering uh, uh, prep sports. He's literally got a camera in almost every single game out there. It's amazing the video that, that, that again, they're, they're putting out every single week. Recruiting, come on. He made his bones a recruiting. And then now he's got the YouTube uh, uh, channel, uh, the the show that, again, that is just blowing up on YouTube. Uh, you got to make sure you're a subscriber to Tiger Bait, and he makes it so easy to do it as well. He joins us on the program now. Mike, how are you, bud?
4: Hey, glad to be with you, Eric. Thanks
0: for the nice words. You got it, Mike. Mike, how can folks subscribe? And, again, it's, it's really you make it really easy for folks, don't you? That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Within a minute and a half, you can be up and running
4: in our premium section for only $1. And, of course, uh, you mentioned our YouTube channel. Uh, we're about to hit 14,000 subscribers. We're, we've added wow. – we, we just hit 13,000 two Sundays ago. So that's how quick we're growing. Um, and that's LSU Tigers on Tiger Bait. And just got finished uploading uploading uh, Mike Leach's uh, weekly press conference, so you can watch that.
0: Beautiful. Uh, big win over over Southern. First of all, Mike, as, as a guy that, again, is a, is a native of Baton Rouge – what did it mean to the city? What did it mean to you to see those two those two teams performing on the uh, on the grid and also again the battle of the bands? I can't say that, but both bands being out there as well.
4: Well, I, I think if you would ask anybody thirty years ago would this a game like this ever happen, you'd be, you know, probably laughed at. So uh I thought it was significant. Uh it looked like there was a whole lot of camaraderie and Uh, civic pride. And I think it it probably did a lot of very good things in that regard, bringing both LSU and Southern university communities together. Uh, The bands were absolutely fantastic at halftime. And, um, but as far as the game itself, it was a terrible game and I, it's, In in the 26 years I've covered LSU, I can't think of a more outmatched opponent than Southern was to LSU. I agree. And I I I don't know where that benefits anybody.
0: No, I I thought the spectacle was great. But, again, I think when you saw them matched up on the field together, the size, the speed, again, the difference in talent, again, it it was enormous. I mean, at one Uh, point I was afraid some of those Southern guys were going to get hurt, okay, because of the size differential.
4: Eric, there was four minutes left in the first quarter, I'm telling you it seemed like we had been there for an hour. Um, I, it felt like it should have been four minutes left in the half um, to score that many points in and, and, and the first quarter. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the rule change was years ago. It used to be you could only play one FCS opponent every so many years. Mm-hmm. I guess they did. I don't know what year they get away with that. Uh, they need to go back to that.
0: Well, Mike, it's going to take care of itself. I mean, as soon as we get the, the, the expansion of the conferences, there's only going to be maybe one game outside of conference that you're going to be able to get a, you know, one of those, one of those uh, uh, money games you know, for lesser opponents. So I think it'll take care of itself down the line.
4: Yeah, because, um, there's the no doubt on the like,
0: field that there, there was a huge gap. I get it. Uh, but I, I thought it was really more about you know, just the city of Baton Rouge and, and, and just the historic nature of the game rather than, again, what happened on the field. That was kind of an right. afterthought.
4: Oh yeah, but that that, that that's that, that's true. But you know, but you know, I, I'm sure it, you, you might you're probably going to ask me. Well, what has you made the improvement? Well, right, I,
0: that was my next question.
4: I, I did, <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't answer that question because they, they played a, an opponent that was so bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I, right. No, what, no, what, I agree.
0: It's it's hard to be able to judge when you're playing when you're playing a uh, an opponent that again, from a talent standpoint, the the level is a couple levels down. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, I,
4: we, we did our post game, and I'm like, man, I don't know what conclusions you can draw from tonight. Um, you know, the only thing you'd hope you'd be glad for is if you didn't have any bad injuries. Um, you know, uh, got to see a little bit of Walker Howard, but even then, you, you didn't let him mm-hmm. throw the ball because you didn't want to run the score right. up. So th- that's one of his four games that's now burnt. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think overall, though, it's, um, it's going to be a tough game with Mississippi State this week. Uh, yeah, I think they would have LSU as a two point favorite. Um, I'm tempted to take Mississippi in the points, Mississippi State in the points.
0: I did want to ask you about the offensive line because Charles Turner played center, uh, Dellinger moved to guard. Do you think that that is going to be permanent now?
4: I don't know if it's going to be permanent, but it sure looked like it. Uh, it did very well, and Brian Kelly. I thought it was much win. better.
0: Yeah, me too. And
4: um, I, I do think, you know, uh, Emory Jones was the topic today. I think we're, we're, we're probably going to see um, get see him getting a bit be utilized more, and just mm-hmm. like we thought when he signed with LSU, um, it would be there would be a matter of time before he, he's in a starting lineup. That I don't know, but. Um. Get Emery, uh, you get John Emery back playing this week. Um, I get. I guess one of the positives from Saturday's was that KeShawn Butte uh, had a big night, mm-hmm. um, and what Jaden Daniels did in his time was just unbelievable to, to finish the night with a, a eighty five quarterback rating. Um. So, but it, it's. I think you are going to have a more. Uh, a better idea of what LSU's truly got and where they, where they might stack up in the SEC uh, this Saturday against Mississippi yeah. State. Because um, I, I knew not to buy into Texas A&M. I didn't think they were going to lose to Appalachian State. Um, but it sure looks like, uh, you know, in, in the West, it, the, the class of of, of, of of the the division is probably Alabama and what may be Arkansas. Um, and the Mississippi State's probably, you know, right there wouldn't have say, something to say about it.
0: Um, yeah, it would be interesting to what, see what happens there in, in the SEC, how this kind of plays out. I did want to go back to Jaden Daniels because I thought that he took another step. Again, even again with the with, the, with the, the again playing with the competition that he had, I thought that again when he rolled out, he was keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, I thought he was much more comfortable. And look, I think he really solidified I, I, in the eyes of the fans. Now, you know, again, no knock against Nussmeyer who who, really, who struggled at times, but I think they they pretty much solidified that he's the quarterback now. And a lot of that has to do with his experience at Arizona State. Well, he's just savvy, and and
4: I and I think between. The way he conducted himself in the post game after the loss to Florida State, um, the way he came out and took care of business in, in uh, uh, impressive fashion against Southern, and then you combine that with the way Nussmeyer looked when he came in. Uh, anybody who wanted, was clamoring for the Nuss bus, uh, I think they're singing a different tune now. Because, um, look, I, I don't know where the SEC wins for LSU are going to come from. But I know one thing, Jaden Daniels is not going to make too many boneheaded plays. And so he, 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 he doesn't put the ball in harm's way. Um, and so I, I think he's going he's gonna to keep you in a, in a lot of football games.
0: Well, and look, the only thing that you worry about is, again, his build and, and having, again, taken off and running against SEC defenses. Can he stay healthy? That's that. Right. That's the big question mark going forward now, because it looks like again, unless this line comes together, uh, and and plays again uh, up to what we believe could be their potential, right? Um, against SEC opponents, he's going to be scrambling and running for his life a lot, like what he does. Plus, again, he's a playmaker, so he's going to look to run.
4: Yeah, and he's um and he's tough. I mean, he's already taken some nice uh, hits. Um, he got de-cleated against Florida State and got right back up and yep, dusted it off. So, um, I, I, I'm just I'm really impressed with him and and I and I said it last week
5: mm-hmm. that
4: I think if taking Burrow out of the question out, out of the equation, I, I was already saying I'd take Jay Daniels over any starting LSU quarterback in the last 15 years,
0: wow. and
4: I'm including Mettenberger in that.
0: Hmm. That's that's a pretty bold uh, uh, comment after only two games.
4: I th- I think he's that good.
0: It's pretty bold. Pretty bold. Now, I'm hoping was, you're right.
4: But and, and, and part of it is, and, and Mettenberger obviously had a lot of surrounding talent, a lot better uh, uh, on a much better, more talented team. Mm-hmm. But um, his athleticism. Um. Is, is is the big reason why what he can do for you?
0: Yes. No, he is a heck of a runner, and and again knows how to run, uh, and um, just a great athlete, no doubt about it. Uh, Mike, in anything on the recruiting on the recruiting trail that you want to, want to let the audience know? I understand a the, the, the lot of a lot of uh, kids at the uh, game on Saturday. There were,
4: and uh, I'm halfway through a compilation. Uh, piece where uh, we've got replies back from um, double-digit of the visitors uh, telling us uh, what, how the visit went, and, and, um, and, and all of them were extremely positive. They had a uh, darn good uh, unofficial visit group on Saturday, and they're going to have another big group this Saturday. And, so, and then Mulkey had uh, recruits there. She had uh, the top post player in the country there. Had, and, of course, Michaela Williams already committed. Uh, Jay Johnson had baseball recruits there. And and, and it's my understanding they're both going to be uh, – all those coaches are going to be doing the same this Saturday for the Mississippi State home game.
0: Speaking of Mississippi State, talk a bit about the uh, the Bulldogs and, 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 and um, what they look like coming in to take on the Tigers on Saturday night.
4: Well, I recorded their, their game, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But, I mean, look, they've obviously beaten two – very good non-conference opponents, went all the way out to Arizona and took care of business, uh, 16 or 17 returning starters, uh, a, a dangerous quarterback, um, and then arguably a lot of people are just uh, going crazy over Tyrus Wheat, originally from A-Meet, uh saying that he might be uh, you know, a guy who could be an early-round draft pick, uh, their linebacker, who's, who's already had several good games against LSU.
0: What do you like this weekend? Uh, right now, I, I I think it's hard to pick against Mississippi State. Your thoughts on how the uh, coaching staff uh, handled um, uh, handled the uh I mean look it's a, it's a it's it's easy to get a big head coming out of that game, but how they handled everything uh, from from again this from the. Uh, from, the, from game one and losing against the Florida State, how they did, and then playing again, and then, of course, uh, the game plan and playing against uh, Southern?
4: Well, I, I, I mean, look, they've got some very good coaches on that staff, and they're going to play around uh, with different um, uh, scenarios. Uh, we saw a lot of Harold Perkins at linebacker uh, on, on Saturday, Savion Jones coming in, um, and I think he played very well. We already talked about the, the movement on the offensive line. Um, picked special teams the, the, uh, and didn't have any issues there. Now I'd be curious to see who's returning punts against the Bulldogs. I think you're, you know, how, how are they going to handle that? Because he's already said that he wants to get Malik neighbors back involved at some point. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that if that's indeed the case. Um, but I think LSU is going to take their lumps. Um, and, if they could get this win against Mississippi State, it it, it would be absolutely a, a nice shot in the arm for them.
0: Oh, um, no I doubt, and, 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 and confidence builder as well. I would say. Of course, and I, I agree with you. You know, they beat Arizona, uh, they they beat um, and, and those on the road. Of course, Memphis. So they've had they've had two more. Um, I mean, when you look at the quality of opponent all over again, the, the first two games it's better than what LSU has has played. Although, again, uh, you know, again, based on, on them having to play Southern and Florida State. Absolutely no no doubt mike i appreciate the time as always bud we'll check in again with you next week but tell everybody about your fantastic site how folks can subscribe and also again how they can follow you on social media
4: that's it go to tigerbait.com you can try us out for one dollar and uh you can follow me on twitter at scarborough mike and our youtube channel lsu tigers on TigerBait. we've got brian kelly's uh press conference up mike leach is up and, and much more and um uh, if you're an LSU fan, we want to have you as a part of our Tiger Bait community. Go subscribe.
0: There you go. Mike, thanks for the time, bud. Appreciate it. All right, Eric. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. You got it. Mike, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. You know, you look at the stats, okay, between Mississippi State and LSU right now. Uh, again, they're, they're not, you know, then it's not, uh, again, uh, when you look at it, um, very, very skewed one way or the other, okay? Um, you know, total yards, uh, Mississippi State's got 486, uh, LSU's got 449. But, again, you got to look at the quality of the opponent. Uh, Arizona, uh, Memphis against uh, as opposed to Florida State and Southern, right? They're both averaging about forty-four points a game. Um, uh, yards passing, three eighty-five for the for the uh, uh, for the Bulldogs, two sixty-four for LSU. One one yards rushing for the Bulldogs, one eighty-four for LSU. Uh, you know, yards allowed, three hundred five for the Bulldogs, three twenty-seven for LSU. But you almost got to throw it out because of, of the opponent. Now I will say again, uh, you know, when you're playing an Arizona and a Memphis. And you got to go on the road on your first game to go to Arizona. They won 39-17. They beat Memphis 49-23. to Obviously, again, uh, the, the Bulldogs look a little bit more battle-tested. Uh, but we'll see. Again, they're playing in Tiger Stadium. Um, hopefully, again, a lot of this shifting of personnel that we're seeing right now will will be solidified. And uh, Daniels can have a good game and stay healthy. Look, they got great skill possession players on this team. Uh, the, the the key is, again, can the offensive line hold up against the SEC defensive line? One of the keys on the defensive side of the ball. Again, uh, the the defensive line is again without Mason Smith. Are, are they going to be able to again be the dominant defensive line that we thought they were going to be? They got some young players. They got some. Uh, they got some veterans on, on on that on that defensive line. And then of course the the second level on paper looks really good at the linebacker position. They got to perform. And then again, we're going to start to see you know, again those, those those castoffs those transfers, those guys that have come in now that are are wearing the Tiger uniform, DBU, right, on the defensive backfield, can they hang with SEC-type receivers? That's all. This is going to be a a nice litmus test for LSU going forward. I'm looking forward to the game on on Saturday because uh, this will kind of tell us a little bit about where Kelly's team is. After a tough loss to Florida State and, of course, a blowout win against Southern. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Today's program is brought to you by Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Uh, Again, reach for Hendricks Neptunia Gin. Uh, Special edition gin. It's only going to be around until March of 2023. It's a limited release. Uh, So, again, uh, get out there and uh, taste, um, again, the the latest uh, spirit from our friends at William Grant, Hendricks, Smith, Neptunia Gin. Uh, You're listening to Inside New Orleans. We'll be right back. The winner serves
2: all deal. (laughs) Is this your queen? Man, is that the fourth time? I lost count. But hold on, I'm a loving queen. I got McDonald's. Big Mac and Quarter Pounder and McNuggets?
5: (laughs) Long live the queen. There's a deal for every victory at McDonald's. Buy one of your faves like a Big Mac, Quarter Pounder with cheese, or 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, and get another for just a dollar. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Valid for item of
1: equal or lesser value. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection something you probably don't know the average garage door is made up of 1.3 millimeter aluminum panels something you probably do know your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike something you probably don't know a runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper bundle your home and auto with progressive and get more than a great price get round-the-clock protection something you know for the things you don't know coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations
0: suburban roofing and Siding. 861 roof locally owned and operated fully licensed insured has been re-roofing south louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing's skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861-7663. Hey. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Maybe you're, you're doing one of those um, um, uh, garage conversions or you've got a room that maybe lags behind the rest of your uh, house when it comes to cooling. Or maybe you're taking one of those um, he sheds or, or she sheds and building them in, in, in the back of your house and you're looking for a, an air handler. You're looking for an air conditioning system. How about the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System? Uh, you can heat or cool an entire home, room, uh, entire home, entire business using the Slim Walted uh, Mounted Indoor Unit. I can, again, cool or heat a specific room separate from your existing duct system. Perfect for man caves, garage conversion, bedrooms, kitchens. You only cool or heat the room you want. You're going to save on power consumption. And, of course, again, uh, it's a great way to be able to, again, either heat or cool uh, one of these heat sheds or she sheds sheds, uh, that are out there. You want to find out more? Ask our friends at Burkhardt about, again, the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System. Eric Asher with you to six. We'll be right back. I'll it. Welcome back. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH ICON. Uh, also, don't forget iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners. Those digital platforms are free download uh, for your smartphone or tablet. Take the show with you anywhere. On the World Wide Web at dot 1061com and also EricAsher.com. Uh, our, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Hey, join the join the conversation. Uh, it was a lively conversation yesterday after the Saints' victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home based on your favorite podcasting platform, Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And you should be able to find that pretty easily. If you're listening on the podcast now, thank you so much uh, for listening on our podcast uh, and checking out our program. We very much appreciate it. Um, I'll have my guest list tomorrow for the award-winning Inside New Orleans. Well, I can't say right now. Gary Smith is one. We are going back to the original format of a reporter's roundtable starting this week uh, as we enter our ninth season. Of, uh, of the awarding inside of all sports. It's hard to believe. It really is hard to believe. Again, nine years on TV, 20 on radio. I mean, it's just, things are just blowing by. And um, uh, so, again, we are so happy uh, with, again, COVID gone, everything else uh, that we can go back to, again, the original format of a reporter's round table. Now, we will have from time to time, there are, there are certain guests that I bring on uh, a solo, and we'll continue to do that. Um, but uh, for the most part, we will be having two guests, a, a show, and so I'm waiting on the second guest to be able to confirm for me. Once, uh, once he does, uh, then I'll be able to announce again who it, who it will be uh, for the inaugural show in, in terms of going back to um, uh, the reporters' roundtable. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but that's the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. And we'll let you know either, either tonight on social media or tomorrow when, the, when, the, when our program begins. Hey, I'm so happy to have our friends over at uh, William Grant uh, to be able to reach out. Uh, my good friend George a Republic Beverage, and now again um, uh, our friends over at uh, William Grant uh, to, to, ju- to jump on for another day, to sponsor another day of our program. And, um, you know, I've been very, very blessed to have some great, great sponsors on this program. Some of those sponsors have been around us uh, since the inception of the show 20 years ago, um, so, some, but most, not all. We have, the, the only international or, or, let's say, national company that we have uh, as, a, as a sponsor is William Grant. Uh, And that's a family-owned and operated uh, uh, distillery. Um, You know, the rest of our sponsors are locally owned and operated. So these are locally owned and operated businesses that are seeing uh, a bang for their buck when it comes to to their advertising dollar. Why? Because of you. You go out and you support the sponsor to sponsor this program. We, we, Again, I am forever thankful for that. And uh, I'm just, again... Thankful that uh, that uh, our friends at William Grant George Laureano, uh, uh, felt good enough about our program that he wanted to expand uh, our uh, our uh, our deal, and of course now Hendrick's Tequila Gin is the title sponsor for our Monday show. And uh, look, first of all, it, it is a fantastic gin. Period. Even if you're not a gin drinker and you say, "Oh man, it's gin, man," I had a bad experience. Or I, I don't like to try it. It's so different than what again. What what you would think the, the flavor profile of a gin is? Um, it's even Hendrix Gin is a, as I mentioned in the first hour is a different flavor profile than what you would be what your normal gins are that that, that, are, that are, are, are are on shelves today. And you're talking about a guy again that that used to be my go-to spirit. Look, I love bourbon now. That's pretty much my go-to spirit. But again, if you're a gin drinker or if you're not, at least give this a try. Um, again, one thing about uh, Leslie Gracie, who is the master distiller for Hendrix Gin. Uh, she has been given the freedom uh, to be able to u- utilize her scientific background to enhance, again, what's going on in terms of, um, of Henrik's Gin. So that's why we're seeing Lunar and Midsummer Solstice and, and now, of course, um, Henrik's Neptunia uh, as part of the portfolio of Henrik's uh and, of course, William Grant. And this combines, again, this is all about the Scottish seashore. Um, Alessi Gracie, again, on the seashore, uh, uh, you know, just kind of got the wheels going and uh, in there and started experimenting and, and came up with, again, a, a gin that has notes of coastal freshness. Balance again with fresh notes of citrus, and you can you can taste the citrus. Uh, you know you, you cannot have a gin without juniper. Okay, alluring juniper characters, linked in by again deep earth earth, earthy notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals. Uh, that that is mixed with again fresh coastal herbs, and then it has this unmistakable crisp, crisp citrus finish. And I'm telling you right now, you'll taste it. That you know you get that little aftertaste. It's you know it's citrus. Um uh, and of course this Hendrix Gin it's only gonna be around for a short amount of time. Uh and it's already again a, a top seller in the super premium gin category. So get out there and, and try it, folks. Uh again, it's at your favorite spirit store, it's at your favorite restaurant, a bar, and it's not demanded. And believe me, the restaurant tour or the bar owner will be glad you did because once they start serving it, if they're not serving it already, it's gonna be a big hit. It's really been a big hit for for the portfolio. Why don't you go ahead and try it? Again, Hendricks Neptunia Gin is available for you right now at your favorite spirit store. And again, proud sponsor of our Monday show. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines in this half hour. I was going to go with another guest, but, you know, we re- so rarely have a chance for, again, you guys to be able to come in and chime in, except when we do it on Scott on Wednesday, etc. But I'd like to know your thoughts on the Saints yesterday. Uh, you know, Tulane, you can also bring in the Tigers if you like, 504 504- 260-1061, 504-260-1061. Uh, look, my my take is a little bit of a stronger take than a lot of people. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm happy that all three won. Um, and looking forward to this weekend, which I think will be more of a litmus test for, for all three programs, right? Um, LSU taking on Mississippi State at home. Uh, and, um, you know, Tulane heading out to Kansas State, take on Kansas State. And Tampa Bay, Coming into, the, coming into the dome, coming into the Caesar Superdome uh, to take on the Saints. Uh, Saints 27-26 winners over over Atlanta yesterday. The Tigers blew out Southern 65-17. You heard Mike talking about it, Scarborough, in the first hour. You know, again, it was kind of a man men among boys when you, on, on, when you match up the kids. And there's no doubt about it. You can see the difference. Um, I, I was surprised the difference in athlete with, between Tulane and Alcorn. Uh, the gap was as wide as it was it was i mentioned the first hour so again i think all three teams will have a better idea of who those teams are look um uh, when it comes to the saints uh i'm just I'm, I'm not in i'm not in the same court as a lot of Saints fans are you know again maybe my expectations are higher i mean i really think this is a football team that that should win the division okay I mean I, I watched Tampa last night Tampa's Tampa Tampa's got, as I mentioned, all offseason long, they got some holes. They got a 45-year-old quarterback who was the greatest of all time. But again, he's got an offensive line that is porous. They had to literally, again, go in and change out the, the entire uh, uh, interior of the offensive line, guard the two guards in the center. And now Smith has a, has a hyperextended elbow, so he may miss a lot of time at the tackle position. And, and Brady needs protection to be effective. Now, look, Leonard Fournette looked great yesterday. Uh, you know they don't have Godwin for this for this weekend. That's going to be a, a help to the Saints because he is a terrific player. Uh, Julio Jones showed flashes, but come on, he turns the wrong way. It's going to be a hamstring, right? We we know what the deal is there. We saw him with it with Atlanta. Uh, but the, my main my main feeling is again, even though the Saints did not play a lot of players in in, in the in the preseason, which is one of the excuses I heard. Even though again the the the, the Saints were uh, you know they went in and maybe were a little bit flat, whatever it was. Man, look, you only get 17 of these. And Atlanta is a is a rival. How are you not ready to play? And they weren't ready to play. Atlanta was ready to play. And and the the the, 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 the distressing thing to me, when, when I look at this and I look at the first three quarters, is again, that's not an overhaul on this team. It's a of thing, remember? I mean, that's all we heard in the offseason. Continuity, keeping the team together. We don't need to break this thing up. Nobody needs to blow anything up. Keep the coaches on the coaching staff. We don't need to turn over the coaching staff. As a matter of fact, the coaches they added were better coaches than the ones they lost. Okay, elevating um, uh, Dennis Allen is going to have that continuity. Uh, you know, the, the same uh, leadership on, on on this team on on both the uh, the offensive defense. You haven't seen again a lot of uh, of of, um, of defections on this team. Some okay, some self-inflicted, right? In terms of trades or deciding not to re-sign players, i.e. Gardner Johnson and Quan Alexander, which I thought, again, affected this team early in the first three quarters. They didn't have the juice they normally have. They didn't have the enthusiasm they normally had. Now, I can't can't knock Pete Warner. Pete Warner played played well. I mean, he played great, okay? And I think he's going to play great. He's a really good player, okay? He was a really good pick. Uh, I think they missed Gardner Johnson yesterday. Now maybe that was a byproduct of again having to move Roby over, uh having to, uh, you know, because the Debo was out. You know, it is what it is. We'll find out down the line how much that's going to hurt these this team. But yesterday it hurt them. And they weren't ready to play. They were not ready to play for three quarters. For three quarters again, they got dominated. It was lucky they were lucky they played against the Atlanta Falcons. Am I happy they won? Absolutely, I'm happy they won. Am I glad they're 1 0? Yes. Is everybody going to look back at this at the end of the season and go, man, they, they, got, they got outplayed by Atlanta for three quarters, and then and all of a sudden the Saints can have the great comeback? No, they're always going to worry about it. They're going to look at 1 0, and they're going to say, Saints won. I get it all. But again, we do this again, you know, on a Monday morning quarterback. We look back and we say, okay, what was good? What was bad? And, and ultimately, again, how the Saints played. And, and the Saints did not play well yesterday. And they should have played better than they, than they did. Now, I will say this we got a little taste of what they could be, right? And what they should be in the fourth quarter. And I don't know why it took Pete Carmichael to the fourth quarter to go up tempo, especially when, again, you have the weapons you have on offense. That's the other thing that really kind of blew my mind. I mean, you got all these great weapons on offense, and, and you got an offensive line now that is a little bit shaky, to say the least. Going up tempo, uh, again, is going to open up the offense. And we, we saw how difficult it is to be able to cover the Saints' uh, pass catchers. It just is. And if you go back to the original Saints' offense with Sean Payton, even though they didn't have the type of talent they have now at those skill positions, shock and awe, up-tempo, is what really, again, put this offense on the map. Now, recently, they've gone to more of a running game, right? They've become more of a, a more balanced type offense. And look, I have no problem with them being balanced. Okay, you've got to run the football. And, they, and they've got to run the football going forward. There's no doubt about it. You can't be in a situation where, again, Taysom Hill is your leading rusher, you know, with four carries for 81 yards, his long was 57. You know, Kamara got the ball nine times yesterday. Uh, Ingram got the ball four times yesterday. I mean, they, they've got to run the ball a little bit more. I get it. But at the same time, if you're going to be up-tempo, uh, you know, when you have receivers like Landry and Thomas, Jawan Johnson came on and played well yesterday, Olave, okay, um, you looked all the way down the line, and, and, and I just think that you can utilize those weapons by going up-tempo. And it seems as though Jameis felt much more comfortable in an up-tempo, up-tempo offense. So maybe Carmichael figures that out. But I, I, I don't know why it took so long, because Atlanta helped. They went into a prevent right? They, they, they tried to jump back into coverage more than maybe trying to, to blitz. Look, you're going up against two of the best linebackers in the NFL um, th- this upcoming weekend. Uh, and, and we 've seen this up close and personal with the tampa Bay buccaneers uh, no it 's not the same team as, as it was last year. They have some defections on that team there 's no doubt about it, uh, but they 're still a pretty good defensive team and and when you start talking about about, about Tampa you know devin White is I, I still think one of the best linebackers in the nfl he doesn 't get the credit that 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 he deserves in, in terms of what, of what what he 's been able to do um, you look you look at, at, at again them. Uh, as a, as a defense as a whole, uh, they're still a, a very very good defense. Uh, even again with the problems that they've had uh, in terms of the offense and and, and not being able to um, uh, maybe upgrade from where they were last year in in terms of the offensive line, especially on the interior of the offensive line, but uh, defensively. You know, they had Ghosted on the outside. Still got Vita Vea. Uh, they, they bring in Akeem Hicks, who we all know. Look, Akeem Hicks is a very good football player. And, again, he can stop the run. Okay? He is a physical football player. White and, 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 uh, and Levante David are two of the best linebackers in the NFL. Uh, Shaq Barrett is one of the best sackers in the NFL. Okay? Um, you look at the, at the secondary. Uh, Winfield is a pretty good player. They've gotten better. Uh, Carlton Davis. Uh, Logan. Uh, Logan Ryan. I mean, you go right down the line. Uh, uh, They—they—they—they're not a bad defense. Okay. Um, the question is, how are they? How are the Saints going to attack them on offense? You cannot start slow like you did against the Falcons, and it was frustrating to be able to watch. And then, the, even after they got things going against the Falcons, you know, the, losing your composure at the end of the game like they did, and that is uncharacteristic of this team. You know. Now again, look, Allen took it on him. And, and said that the, the, the first spike was, was, was on him and, and he thought that Landry got out of bounds, etc. I get it. But the, where's the guys in the booth? Where are the coaches in the booth to be able to tell him what's going on? He can't see everything. That's where those guys have to come in, uh, you know, and, and be able to be able to make the call for him. And then the other spike, again, not leaving Atlanta time on, on the clock, on, on a third down, instead of running the football and maybe getting a little bit closer than 51 yards out. Now, Lutz nailed it, right? Give him a lot of credit. He's clutch, no doubt. The Saints, again, were as as close to losing that game as they were winning that game. And it's just unacceptable. Again, not for a team that is better than, uh, than, than, than the Atlanta Falcons, and much better. And you can say, well, Atlanta got up for the Saints. Look, Atlanta was ready to play. The Saints weren't. And the Saints better figure out the RPO. That's another thing. If you haven't figured it out by now, you better. We know that Dennis Allen is a very good defensive coordinator. We know they have very good defensive coaches on, on that sideline, okay, and that, that are part of this team. You mean to tell me by now you haven't figured out how to start the, start the RPO? Uh, I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you got Murray coming up. You got, you got, uh, you got uh, Lamar Jackson coming up. You got Hurts coming up. You still got to play Mariota again. So that, that's at least four more uh, running quarterbacks that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of the season. And you still having to figure out how to do it. Hurts has, has run circles around you the last two years. And pretty much Atlanta looked at that film, and I said it last week. If I'm Atlanta, all I do is watch the, the, the Philadelphia film, and I try to emulate what they do. Now, Mariota's not the athlete that Hurts that, that is, but I'm telling you right now, the Saints are, are in a situation now where uh, uh, they got to figure it out against the RPO. But, look, it was a win. I'm happy about the win. I'm just not happy about the way they played. They're a better team than that. And my expectations are, again, winning the division and going to the NFC Championship. And you're not going to do that playing like they did against Atlanta. All right, Kurt is in New Orleans. Let's hear his take on the Saints. Kurt, how you doing?
5: Hey, Eric, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Doing
0: great. Thank you. I
5: just want to make a a comment real quick. It It just seemed like Patterson, man, Patterson. I mean, he's not. You know, he's not an upper, upper, upper echelon back. You know, I mean, I know he's a big guy. He's physical. He, I mean, you know, he's kind of a kick return type guy. I just felt like our defensive line, as strong it is, as it is, as much of an asset our line is, and it wasn't just one series. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was checking somebody, man, Demario Davis needs to get a helmet on Patterson. Somebody needs to do something because he was just
0: tearing us off the whole he half. He was going, you know, literally. I mean, it's just so physical. And, it, and then it seemed like at times guys were making business decisions whether they want to tackle this guy or not. Yeah. And I'm I mean, right, I'm with on, you. Man. They gotta be much more physical at the point this of attack.
5: You know, this ain't ba- yeah, this ain't Barry Sanders, This ain't Evan Smith, no. there, man. I mean, come on. And the other thing, you know. And you got Fournette was, this week,
0: who who's a better back. Fournette is a yeah. faster back and a better back. Yeah. yeah. And you're gonna have to deal with him this yeah. week.
5: That's right. And you know, hey, I'm gonna tell you this right now. You see Devin White, he has caused us so much trouble, man. And Dang I, I yeah. just feel like it, it, it's him. It's him when he took over that game a couple of years ago in the playoffs, mm-hmm. You know, be taking over the game, and he was on NFL Films, and they took over the game. And the other thing is that corners are really hands-on. I was watching yep. some of the game. They, it's like they don't call—they don't call these corners. You know, they're, they're so hands-on. These corners with, with the receivers—they're mm-hmm. very physical, man. And I and I know Michael Thomas can handle it, and, and, and certainly. uh Lagging sure. experienced guys, but let me tell you, both something. guys are
0: physical. This. Yes,
5: dude, dude, their hands are all over the receivers. They don't call nothing mm-hmm. with these guys. So, right. I just think we better we got to come out hard and tough. And uh, and yeah, Fournette, they need to put you know, he's got attitude too. I love him, but you know we got you know right. not, not in our house. You know not in this you house, know. I think
0: you no made, Kurt. I think you made a great point about about Devin White because, the I one think- thing about White is he can he's got the speed to stay with Camaro. <laughs> And, and, and normally, again, you get an edge with Kamara going sideline to sideline because there's not a lot of linebackers that can stay with him. But with, yeah. with White, he's got the speed to stay with Kamara, and he can, he can neutralize him, and he's physical. And look, I noticed another thing last night. Uh, you know, he's still, he's still tackling high. He's still grabbing guys by the shoulder pads and then talking about yeah. quarterbacks and tackling high. Yeah. And, of course, we yeah. know that's how uh, Jameis got hurt last year, uh, tackling yeah. high. So, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. the offensive line's and, got to step up, man. They can, look, and, this is a very yeah. good defensive line, uh, yeah. you know, with the addition yeah. of Hicks now, um, you know, yeah. for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers i uh, oh, you know, yeah. i i i mean i'm telling oh, you yeah. and um and offensively they look they they they've got some kinks in the armor with the with the with their um offensive line and the saints defensive yeah. line should be able to take advantage of it but the saints you know, offensive and, and, line's got to be stout
5: and eric little last comment uh, two point conversions, no more lateral running
0: oh, come on no man. more,
5: man
0: no Kirk, more. could you believe come that on. though i mean, I mean come <laughs>
5: on i mean your bell cow your bell cow is kamara is, is, is but besides that Quarterback
0: quarterback's if you've got to do that. Or, 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 right. way, oh, give it to Taysom. Right. Let, let Taysom yeah. do something. Instead of giving yeah. it no, – no knock against Ingram, right? But no, on that play, no, again, because remember, you don't but, just have to give it to Taysom and let him run it. He's got I mean, the ability to throw Lattler. out of that as well.
5: You don't run sideways with that. You don't run sideways ever no. with – I mean, I wish they would have passed. I'm with hey, you. have a great night. Have a great night. You Thank too,
0: you. Kurt. Thanks for the phone call. Certainly appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with Kurt. The well, Saints are a better team than they showed. And I'm hoping, again, that this is a wake-up call, that they go in and look at the film today and they realize what they did and they understand that from this point forward, uh, you know, they can't take any team for granted. And how can you take a team like Atlanta for granted, no matter if you're better than them or not? Because you know it's a division game. It's game one. They're coming out. Plus, the, look, they played a lot of their players during the, uh, during the preseason. So you knew they were going to be a little bit more, and I don't want to say battle-tested, but maybe ready, you know, in terms of, you know, hardening their body, et cetera getting ready for the season. Uh, I just, again, I know I, I, I took a beating yesterday on social media. If you go look at the social media platform, I took a beating. But look, my expectations are higher. Okay, I'm not happy with, again, just squeaking out with a win against a very bad football team where you still almost gave it away at the end. I think this is a team that has the ability, okay, has the has – the, from the coaching staff to the players to be the, to win this division this year. And to be again, have a chance to be in the NFC Championship game. And once you get the, you know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. This team's that good if they can stay healthy. Now we'll say this: I was a little bit surprised by the way the offensive line played. I expected them to play a little better. They got to get some continuity here. Uh, they got to figure it out on the offensive line. Ruiz did not play well again. Uh, he is becoming. This is becoming now a trend. Okay, I keep hearing he's getting better. He's getting better. He looked. Oh, he looked horrible yesterday. Um, he's got to get better. He's got Ramshack playing next to him. There's no excuse. Okay, He's got McCoy, one of the best centers in the NFL, playing next to him. Uh, in the past, we, the, the Saints have been uh, in a situation where they've always had, again, solid guard play because they needed it because of um, uh, of the stature of Drew Brees. Um, look, I saw Winston being a mobile quarterback, but we don't want Winston, Winston running. He was smart enough to take off, and he was smart enough, again, to eat the football and not, not turn the ball over. But, uh, again, he's got to have time to throw the ball. Uh, they got too many weapons not to be able to give this guy some time to move the football down the field. I'm hoping we're going to see more up-tempo going forward. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Larry Holder of The Athletic. Uh, we'll get his take on the Saints, also on the NFL as well. Don't forget about my friends over at Suburban Roofing. Uh, again, uh, again, if you're looking for a roofing company, uh, whether you have uh, or still have an existing problem with your roof from Hurricane Ida, or again, maybe, again, it's time to change the roof. You changed it maybe during Katrina. It's time to change the roof. Uh, remember my good friends over at Suburban Roofing. I've known Marty Scoggins for 20 years, uh, and uh, Marty changed our roof out af- after Ida. After, again, I had... Uh, multiple uh, insurance adjusters come out and tell us, "Oh no, no, you don't need your roof uh, 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 changed out. We can patch it in four different, four or five different places. We'll be fine." Marty went up on the roof, met an adjuster, sat down, didn't see what walked him around the roof, and showed him why the roof needed to be replaced. I mean, just again, going above and beyond. Uh, adjuster agreed, and ended up again, uh, the insurance company buying the roof. Uh, 861 roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, over 20 years of, of experience, one of over 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. And of course, that means again that you qualify for the manufacturer's extended warranty program. Just a little bit more of LANYAP you get from my friends over at Suburban Roofing. And then again, skilled crews in all types of roofs. I don't care what type of roof you have, they are skilled in it. And then look, a lost art, they hand nail your roof. Everybody wants to go in with with the with a with, with, with the um, with a pneumatic gun and pop, 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 get the roof in and get out, right? No, they will hand nail your roof for you. Look, I would just say this. A lot of roofers out there. Maybe you trust the roofer, maybe you don't. I've trusted my roofer again and known him for 20 years. Uh don't sign that contract. You at least suburban have suburban roofing, come out and give you a price. Suburban roofing, that's 861 roof, that's 504-861 roof. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by my friends at uh, Hendricks, Neptunia Gin. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgator Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 NASH ICON. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgator
5: Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 NASH ICON.
1: This report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need.
5: Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty,
2: Liberty. Delays are solid on 10 westbound right at Clearview. Also look out for delays steady on 10 eastbound from just past Orleans to the high-rise. Look out for delays solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection as delays stretch from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for delays steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. In the meantime, look out for accidents Bienville at North Rendon and also Gentilly Boulevard at Pauger Street. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
0: Hey folks, don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. Hey, it's your one stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tire. At Southern Tire, they offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, wheels and tires of the 30 inches, and you gotta finance that over, over time with low monthly notes. Also, when it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, I'll say it again. They go above and beyond in terms of diagnostic equipment. Some diagnostic equipment your dealership doesn't even have. Again, that's the modern equipment they have to keep your car on the road. Also, again, ASC certified technicians that know how to work on today's vehicles. It's Southern Tire. Again, again, when you need help with your vehicle or you're looking for a set of tires, hey, remember, you can even order those tires online at southerntire.com. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. Also, again, uh, Uh, Saturdays from 8 to 3, 504-737-1558. That's Southern Tire, Hickory Airline, and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your
3: largest investment? Call
1: DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renters insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renters insurance at progressive.com.
0: Look at about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Generative sales and service is their business. If you're looking for a generator for your home or your business, Burkhardt has generators in stock right now. I know there was a supply chain issue for a while. Burkhardt knew that. They put in a huge order uh, for generators so they'd have those in stock for those that are looking for generators in the greater New Orleans area. So they have generators right now in their warehouse in Mandeville ready to be installed in your home or your business. Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator, educate you on what the options are when it comes to a generator. Then once you guys come to an agreement, have you on the counter for a single day install here you can finance it over time with low monthly notes they do a new install quality check up to one month which means they come out after a month they they uh they bring you out to the generator they go through all the uh the bells and whistles on the generator how to operate it what happens if it doesn't start uh how to maintain it i mean everything you need to know about the generator they they, they work with you on that and then of course remember if something happens and you need service they have 24 7 365 emergency service with all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse in mandeville hey you don't have had to bought your generator from uh, Burkhardt to have them service it for you. They can do that for you. All you got to do is, again, reach out to them at uh, at, uh, acpromise.com. It's easy for Burkhardt. They make it so easy for you to have a generator for your home or your business because they do it all, planning, permits, inspections, multiple inspections for generators. Normally, you'd have to be home for that, right? Nope. Burkhart's there. Their, their generator team is meeting the inspectors, making sure everything passes. Uh, so, again, they can get you up and running with your generator. Uh, they got a generator-generator team. That's all they do is install generators. At Burkhart, they have the generator experts. acpromise.com. You're looking for a generator for your home or business? It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. All right. Um, we now have, again, a regular scheduled guest on our program each and every um, week on a Monday. It's uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic. He now covers the entire NFL for The Athletic. Guess we'll talk some Saints for them. We'll also talk NFL. And my good friend Larry Holder joins us now. Larry, how are you, bud?
6: Hey, Eric. How are you, man? Uh, an exciting week one uh, locally and uh, and uh, nationally, to say the least.
0: Boy, to say the least, huh? I mean, some really, really good games this past weekend.
6: Yeah, uh, look, uh, obviously the Saints. Uh, we, we know that game, uh, and we know... Uh, it now, uh, 26 to 10 will be, uh, another infamous, uh, uh, downfall in Falcons history and, uh, New Orleanians won't let, uh, Atlanta Falcons fans forget that rightfully so.
0: Right. There'll be some uh, t-shirts that'll be printed up, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but man, when you look across the league, just uh, some upsets, some tight games, some, a, a tie, uh, you know, uh, some unexpected results. And, uh, and then we've got, uh, we got tonight, we've got Russell Wilson, Going back mm-hmm. to Seattle, uh, total coincidence, I'm sure. Week one, Monday Night Football, that this game was scheduled there uh, to take uh, as the Broncos take on Seattle. But yeah, definitely uh, uh, some, some surprises, but also uh, just some uh, some cream rising to the top already in terms of uh, some of the uh, the best quarterbacks in the NFL guiding mm-hmm. some of the best teams in the AFC uh, to wins. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, some expected and some unexpected already in week one.
0: Yeah, I mean, some really. I mean, again, the the Steelers beating the Bengals, right, in, in overtime. You know, again, the the Bears over the 49ers, uh, Even though, again, some people some would say that that wasn't a real upset there. But you know, you you, uh, you look at uh, across the board, the Vikings. How, again, how bad they beat uh, the the Packers yesterday. Uh, you know, the Giants coming back and beating the, beating the Titans. I mean I go right down the line. It was a it was a fun it was a fun Sunday of football.
6: Yeah, and I would start. Uh, might as well. Try to keep it as local as I can. Uh, with with the, the Steelers beating the Bengals, look, Joe Burrow had an awful game, and the offensive line uh, revamped uh, looked uh, pretty unrevamped uh, against a really potent Steelers defensive front. Uh, but of course, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase, you know, they scratch and claw their way back in. Uh, you know, missed field goals. The long snapper goes out. A backup tight end has to be a long snapper, uh, and two field goals get missed by one of the better young kickers in the NFL. Uh, and so you have that happen and uh, look, Mitch Trubisky wins in his first start with the Steelers, totally unexpected uh, yep. in my mind, uh, even though I feel like the Steelers are still a pretty good team, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of some deficiencies at quarterback, kind of a similar yep. uh, look maybe with the Saints, uh, you know, quarterbacks, a question mark, you figure the rest of the team's looking good, but yeah, like, yeah, and I had a feeling the Vikings would, uh, would be able to kind of mow down the Packers. Uh, remember last year, the Saints really beat up on the Packers. beat one. Yeah. the Packers responded, but I feel like this is a different Packers team lacking some weapons, see some big, big frustration with, with, uh, Aaron Rodgers in that game. And I feel like the Vikings, uh, I feel like they could be kind of a sleeper team. New head coach, Kevin O'Connell coming from the Rams. They're going to run that Rams offense. It'll look like it worked really well, uh, you know, against the Packers, so yep. uh, and you know, and, and now, just look at uh, even Sunday night, it, Dallas looked feeble even with Dak Prescott, and now, mm-hmm. what are they going to look like without him uh, for a little while? with, Big with loss. A hand injury. So yeah, it's uh, uh you you seeing kind of some topsy turvy things already happening in Week One, and we got to see how. Uh, you don't want to overreact, but uh, no, you know, you got some injuries and you got some question marks uh, with, with some teams, and you kind of want to see. Uh, how that goes moving forward.
0: same can be said for the Bucks. I mean, you know, again, we talked about it in the offseason, right? For a guard and, and uh, two guards in the center, uh, you know, that are totally new now. Uh, Smith goes now out with a hyper-extended hyper elbow. He may not be available uh, for the Saints game. That's a total revamped uh, offensive line, you know, protecting a 45-year-old quarterback.
6: Yeah, and I think that's a good way to look at it going into this week. You know, look, the Saints uh, started kind of getting some pressure late in the game. It, it wasn't really there early. Uh, and the Saints have had the Bucks number. And you look at Donovan Smith going down, their left tackle, who, like, the Saints have had actually good fortune against Smith in the past, but uh, now he, I, I doubt they're going to have him. Look, Chris Godwin tweaks his hamstring, another injury for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't miss this coming week. And Tom Brady did not look totally like Tom Brady uh, in, in week one. I know Dallas' defense is pretty good, but still. Look, uh, yes. the, the pass rush got to him, but the Saints can generate some pass rush, and if they get, say, Paulson Adebo back and, uh, you know, get some pieces back there. Look, the Saints are still going to match up really well uh, against Tampa, but it's it, you, you look at it, though, uh, with that matchup and, and the Saints, and man, uh, I'm doing a new weekly story, uh, kind of going through quarterbacks each and every week, their metrics and how they panned out and what worked and what didn't, and I will tell you what, that uh, that Jameis Winston is basically the walking statistical anomaly (laughs) when it comes to, (laughs) this happened with him last year and it happened with him again this year. Uh, Just one of the stats I go by, it's, uh, it's an aggressiveness percentage. Basically, how often do you throw in tight windows? And Jameis was by far the most aggressive quarterback in the NFL this week. Uh, with uh, 30-plus percent of his passes going into a tight window. And usually that's recipe for disaster. But uh, another uh, metric I use, uh, expected completion percentage. Uh, His expected completion percentage compared to his actual completion percentage, it was 11%, which was the second-best rate in the NFL, meaning he took chances and they worked. So, you know, it's kind of that uh, that roller coaster ride. Now I'm curious to see uh, where that roller coaster ride goes uh, uh, in week two when Tampa comes to town.
0: Yeah, as am I, Larry. Look, I was really tough on the Saints after yesterday's game. A lot of people were excited because of the great comeback, uh, greatest fourth quarter comeback in the history of of, of the Saints, et cetera. Uh, I, I took the other tack. You know, again, I just didn't think they were ready to play. I thought they got outplayed for three quarters. I thought they were even trying to give it away at the end of the game. Uh, I expected better from this team and more from this team. Uh, some people think again, I was over the top with it. But, you know, again, my expectations are that this team's going to win the division and they have a chance to be able to vie for the NFC Championship. And you can't do that when you play down to a team like Atlanta. What, when you watched that game yesterday, what were your thoughts?
6: Look, I, I'm with you that uh... They didn't deserve to win the game. I mean, they got smoked basically offensively and defensively for three quarters, and then all of a sudden, uh, the light turns on and Jameis Winston finds it. Michael Thomas gets involved, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, where where if that happens, a, one one more quarter earlier, maybe the the game isn't coming down to the wire. So it, it's it's definitely something where. I feel like the Saints' offensive line looked erratic. Jameis Winston looked erratic. Uh, Where was the the ground game? I mean, Taysom Hill, I mean, the numbers look okay because of Taysom Hill's uh, big run, but uh, Alvin Kamara wasn't uh, really a a massive uh, involvement in that game. And so it's funny, Eric, because we, we might as well look at it in this scope. If LSU beat Florida State, People wouldn't have been as panicked about LSU, uh, but, you know, look, and if, but if the things weren't changed, if the Saints happened to lose to Atlanta by right. one, even if they came all the way back, you know, people would be panicked there too. So it's,
2: no doubt. it's funny
6: how one point either way can flip the narrative and, and your feelings about a team
0: yeah but you know again and of course, I'm looking at it as a as a four quarter um you know game and uh, look, some things happened in the fourth quarter, right? Saints go up tempo. Atlanta all, all of a sudden starts to drop back in the coverage. They're not really being more aggressive against Jameis Winston. That kind of opened up the wide receiving core. You know, can you go up tempo uh, and, and and do that for an entire entire game? No, not really. They like you mentioned, they didn't really run the football effectively. And there were a lot of things in the defensively. Again, the one thing that really surprised me was the inability to stop the run. They. Basically, again, the whole defense hangs their hat on the ability to stop the run, and they weren't able to do it consistently. I mean, 120 yards from Patterson, and I think uh, it was another 70 yards, or uh, close to 70 yards for uh, for Mariota. And
6: read the read option quarterback.
0: Oh, they're killing them. They still haven't figured out how to. They still haven't figured out how to how to handle it.
6: Right, uh, and uh, you won. Uh, look. There's not that many of those types of quarterbacks in the no. NFL. Uh, I mean, there's a growing few, but there's not. But they're going to see four event, this but, year, Larry. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, they're going to
0: see. They, right. But I'm just saying, there are five on their schedule with two against Atlanta. Uh, you've got uh, you got Arizona, Baltimore, and, and, Philly, and Philly left on, on the schedule.
6: Right. And those, I mean, yeah, and those are basically the, the – they're almost facing the whole – Batch of the league, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there exactly. And outside of maybe Josh Allen, who who's kind of using mm-hmm. a kind point. of his own
0: little, in, but own, he's it's a, he's a different type of quarterback. Yeah, right, right, right.
6: So it, when you look at it, uh, they've got to figure it out. I mean, they're going to play Mariota again, so uh, and, right. Uh, it, it I mean, they made Mariota look good. It was almost kind of one of those. I sure did. Oh gosh, here we go again. You know, Saints right. making a, a quarterback that doesn't uh, that doesn't fit the bill look good again, and and yet. Uh, uh, they were able to kind of pull it together, and it's. Uh, uh, I mean, Eric, I, we know that they have flaws uh, after this game that they have to fix, and yet mm-hmm. the fact that they escaped, I still think you got to hang your hat on the fact that they escaped and they're one and zero, y- and it's easier to figure out the flaws after going one and zero than no doubt than, uh, yeah because they know they they should have lost that game. I mean, they're not dumb. Yep. They they all knew. Yeah, that, no. of course that, they don't. that game was like yeah ninety nine point nine percent should have lost.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And and look, um, I will say this, Werner had a heck of a game. Um, based on, again, what we saw last year, I want to say we're going with the, was it the Miami game that he started, and, and when uh, when I think Davis was out with the COVID, All and then you look at again, he I mean, look 13 tackles, 12 solo, to, uh, tackle for loss, forced fumble, the guy played really well. Yeah, he
6: was definitely one where we were concerned about in the offseason. We didn't see him much in training camp. Right, because of injury, right. Right, and you didn't know what you're going to really have. And uh, look, it's—I mean, hey—if he plays anywhere near that on a weekend, we've got business then that draft hit hits, and that's uh, that's yep. exactly what you need to complement Demario Davis. And I know the the linebacker depth is is light, but that's kind of the way of the NFL. You're, you're basically mm-hmm. playing two linebackers as it is. So I mean, if you keep True. both of those healthy, I mean, that should be a look a, mm-hmm. a, a good one-two punch there and. I think, Eric, you know, you're missing Paulson
0: Diva. I mean, that, that one. Yeah, that was huge. because then yeah. we, hurt, we hurt because you didn't have CJGJ, so you had to move Roby outside, and then you had to figure out what you were going to do with, again, P.J. Uh, PJ Williams, uh, you know, Evans, were you going to move this, the, the safeties up? Now, there were a lot of moving parts that maybe, again, you won't see next week, which leads me to my next question and really my last question for you. What do you think happens, uh, Tampa coming in on Sunday?
6: How can you bet against the Saints when the Saints have had their number? I mean, that's my thing. Like, I, I feel like Tampa, they were not impressive against Dallas. And I don't, like, you know, Tampa's defense held Dallas to three points. I still Tampa's defense is, is still pretty good, but uh, Dallas is inept. I mean, that's, that's not a good offensive unit, uh, right. even with Dak Prescott. And, uh, you know, so I, I feel like the Saints – it's kind of to the Saints' advantage because uh, they got all these weapons, you know, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Mm -hmm. Landry, that they didn't have last year, and they still beat them last year twice. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Tom Brady's not looking quite like himself, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and look, I feel like that the Saints, this is a winnable game for the Saints, uh, even though Tampa is who they are, or the perception of Tampa is who they are, but uh, look, every time they play Tampa, I think it's a winnable game. So, I look, I they, would, they, you like, if you're asking me to make a pick today, I would pick the Saints. I mean, I don't care there about the go. personnel who's in, who's out. I would pick the Saints to win that game.
0: What you got coming up for us in the athletic?
6: Yeah, I, I just alluded to it. I'm doing a uh, weekly uh, quarterback outlook. Uh, that should be coming out probably Thursday. Uh, look, I mean, the top two quarterbacks right now in my metrics, I'll just tease it up. It's one, two, it's Mahomes and Herbert. And guess what? They play Thursday night. So that's mm-hmm. that's going to be an, an, uh, an awesome be matchup. One. But I'm all, yeah. But I'm also doing each week, uh, and, and that's this come going to come out uh, by midday tomorrow. I, I take a look each week at the, the race for the NFL MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. I also am part of our national picks panel that comes out uh, each and every week. Uh, so, like, like I said, my role is a little different. We'll national base. Right. Uh, but definitely still got some uh, New Orleans flair and all that. So uh, you can check all Beautiful. that out, theathletic.com slash NFL.
0: And remember, folks, go on to Larry's Vine line again and subscribe to The Athletic. Larry gets credit. So, again, let's do that. And, of course, at Larry Holder on Twitter. Hey, bud, thanks for the time. Appreciate it each and every week.
6: You got it, E. We'll talk next Monday.
0: You got it, buddy. Thanks again. That's Larry Holder of The Athletic. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. You need help. Even again after hours, a Burkhardt employee answers the phone and will dispatch a Burkhardt truck to your home to get you up and running. Uh, company of trust, whether it's commercial, residential, or, again, industrial, they got you covered. Uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, only doing the work that's necessary. In the market for a new system, authorized to sell some of the, some of the best systems in the in the, um, uh, in the in, in the industry. Again, a top system. And, of course, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating stand behind their work. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Demptunia Gin, available now at your favorite spirit store, restaurant, or bar. Get out there and enjoy Hendrix, Neptunia, Gin. We'll be right back. our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long workday, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family.
1: Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry Starter Set with a 5-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy!
2: People are driving from all over to take advantage of diamonds direct's incredible finance offer for a limited time you can make any purchase and spread your payments over five years with zero interest imagine that four thousand dollar pair of diamond stud earrings for just sixty eight dollars a month that ten thousand dollar designer ring for just one hundred sixty eight dollars a month with this offer you don't have to compromise but hurry this is a limited time offer five years zero interest start your forever with diamonds direct your love our passion get details at diamondsdirect.com and approve credit. All
0: right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you guys checking out the program today. I want to thank Mike Scarborough and Larry Holder, our guests, Rudy back in studio producing. I want to thank all the great sponsors, sponsor our program. Go to ericatcher.com for a slideshow of the sponsors, sponsor our program. We appreciate those sponsors supporting our show. We appreciate you supporting those sponsors. And of course, our friends over at Hendrix Depp Jim. Gym, uh, again, our, our title sponsor on a Monday. If you haven't tried it yet, folks, again, do yourself a favor. Uh, head to your favorite spirit store. Uh, give it a try. I promise you, uh, you'll be glad you did. Henrik Stemptunia Gym, only available until March of 2023. So the clock is ticking there. Hey, Ken Trahan's back. Live show tonight. All access, Richie Mills of, uh, of Channel 26 uh, is always a great guest. He'll be joining him. So stick around, 6 to 7 right here on 106.1 FM. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the program, whether you're listening on the airwaves, listening online, the digital pro uh, platforms. Or again on our anchor app with a podcast. My name is Eric Casher. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow, straight up four o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans from the dog catching the governor. That includes the mayor. They all gotta go.